Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. The title defense started last night, and the Milwaukee Bucks cruise to a 127-104 win over the Brooklyn Nets. James Harden, you little, you little B. Bucks get it done. Giannis Dendekumbo reigns supreme. Chris Middleton, they lose Drew Holiday to a, what, a, a heel bruise, a bone bruise on his heel. But, Rowdy, how about that? The Milwaukee Bucks hang their banner get their championship rings the first time in 50 years and go out and just throttle the Brooklyn Nets. Good morning, Rowdy. How are we doing today? Yeah, good morning. Milwaukee Bucks looking good last night. Yeah, looking real good. Obviously, it was nice because it was a national TV game. Slap the Bucks, that ass. Uh, seem like they're going to get a lot of those this year, especially with uh, winning the NBA championship last year. Yeah, and they waxed the ass of the Brooklyn Nets, Rowdy. Well, it's nice because of uh, the Bally Sports dish and the Bally Sports and whatever provider you have. Yeah. A lot of them don't carry Bally Sports. Those losers. Yeah, Rowdy and I, unfortunately, uh, he's at the hands of uh, Dish TV, correct, Rowdy? And I am at the hands of I have Hulu Live Sports. Both Rowdy and I once had... Uh, then it was Fox Sports Wisconsin, and then the two entities started fighting with each other. Yeah, it was July 2019, and I was told it would be uh, cleared up quickly. Yep, 2019, we are now uh, Approaching October, 2022. Yeah, October 20th of 2021, 2022 looms as Bally Sports and Sinclair Broadcasting really can't get their heads out of their asses. So thankfully, as Rowdy just said, yes, the Bucks a lot of nationally televised games, and it bodes well for us. That way we don't have to... Uh, I'm not saying we do this, but some people do get illegal streams. We may or may not. Oh uh, yeah, Rowdy. I don't for NBA. <laughs> um, neither do I. Uh, depends, depends. But usually, I'd say 90% of the time, I do not for the NBA. Uh, Bucks come out there just inspired. Um, what they led? What 19? I think in halftime they were cruising. Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, looked great. Chris Middleton looking pretty nice. The only problem is, I guess they lose Drew Holiday. But outside of that, he should be back sooner than later. Bucks looked damn good last night. Yeah, Bucks. So they started at six thirty, and obviously the baseball game's first pitch was it a little after four. So I I watched the games kind of weird. I watched basically the entire first half of the Bucks, the entire third quarter I spent watching the Braves Dodgers, yeah, and then the fourth quarter I watched the Bucks, and it worked out perfectly because you got to see the the really good first half from Milwaukee, and then all of a sudden. I watched the Bellinger home run yeah, the from comeback, the Dodgers. The comeback from the Dodgers. And then flicked it back on for the Bucks to completely cement their victory in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and just rub it all in. The Brooklyn Nets face uh, loved it. Uh, the only thing that I had to chuckle at is if you go to, let's see here, if you go to CBSSports.com, uh, I like this. It's, let's see, the third headline, Bucks lose holiday but take down Nets on opening night. All right, so that's some Bucks love. Uh, you go, unfortunately, because I still know a lot of people do, you go to ESPN, and let's see here. They don't say a single thing about the Bucks winning. And this is hilarious because it's ESPN, right, Rowdy? It's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. The sixth headline down, Harden, James Harden. Lack of extension, nothing to worry about. Not that the Bucks. Beat the Nets and start their title defense and hung the banner, got the rings. No, no. It's the sixth headline down, the first thing that involving the game, and it's about James Harden saying uh, uh, James Harden, after opting not to sign extension with Brooklyn Nets before deadline, says, I don't plan on leaving. That's the main story for the Milwaukee Bucks. And then you go to Bleacher Report, and the headline, the first thing that pops up is a picture of James Harden dribbling the basketball. And it says, Nets face questions they shouldn't have to. Where's the love for the Milwaukee Bucks, Rowdy? They hung the banner, they got their rings, and they waxed the ass of the Brooklyn Nets. And they can't even, and only CBS Sports can give them love. Where's the love for the deer, dude? 
Well, I'll say I'll give them love. That's probably the best regular season game I've seen them play in years. Yeah, it was incredible for the Bucks. It was uh, no championship hangover at all. Um, it, besides celebrating before the game, it seemed like they didn't even uh, – they just blocked it out of their memory that they won the championship, right? It was just right away, foot on the gas pedal. Did I hear that they have a QR code on their ring? You heard correctly. Very strange. Uh, let's see here. The team's ring, first one in 50 years, I have it up right here, features the usual gaudy amount of jewels and some unusual functionality. So let's see here. In the Bucks case, the ring features not just a removable top, which is now commonplace in championship rings they, uh, these days because you can make a necklace out of them, uh, also a special loop that, again, indeed turns into a necklace, and a QR, a QR code that leads to a highlight video from the Bucks run. Why, if you're a player, and I'm just thinking out loud here, why, if you're a player, would you want a QR code on your ring to show you the highlight video of your run? Wouldn't you, as a player, remember that, Rowdy? What's with the QR codes everywhere now? I don't get it. It's very bizarre. Very strange. Yeah, I don't get it. I I would I mean, say, whatever. can I pass on that? Yeah, but can I not have that? So, yeah, the QR code on there, so if you scan your phone on it, and all of a sudden you can watch a highlight of their championship run. Uh, let's see here. What else do they have in there? The writing on the ring. They got Fear the Deer on there. Uh, Bucks in Six is also on there, which is what uh, they did, Bucks in Six. And uh, a lot of jewelers. 360 diamonds on the ring's top. That represents the number of victories since the current ownership group took over. And 16 emerald-shaped diamonds on one side represent the number of playoff wins. Well, the if they're going to do that, they might as well put on a, a diamond for every single um, year it took between championships. I know, right? Uh, or, or every single victory it, it took between championships. Well, check this out. They have uh, so 360 diamonds for all the wins for the current ownership group. 16 emerald diamond uh, on one side represents the number of playoff wins, while the 16 on the other side represent the franchise total of division titles. And then they have a 4.14 carat of emeralds representing the 414 area code of Milwaukee. 50 round stones on the the inner part of the diamond represents the 50 years since the team's last championship. And that's about it for the representation on the ring. It's I mean, it's cool. I would say no to the QR code. And uh, I don't know. It's cool, I guess. I wouldn't. I would never wear it. But I guess I didn't win a championship. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Rowdy. It's gaudy. Whatever. Those are championship rings. If you had a championship ring, would you wear yours around everywhere? Like when we see Packers come around, they wear it for like special occasions. Yeah, it would only be for like special occasions. I wouldn't wear it like if I, well, if I won an NBA championship, I probably wouldn't be coming into work here. You just wouldn't wear it every day. <laughs> I wouldn't just wear it every day. <laughs> no, I'd wear it for special occasions. Uh, but this one you can turn into a necklace too now, so I guess you could rock it as a. Would you wear it as a necklace as or a chain? Ring? Well, you can like pop out the face of it and wear it as a a necklace. I would probably wear it more as a necklace first than I would as a ring, but I don't wear either. In fact, as you can see, I forgot my wedding ring again today. <laughs> I don't even wear rings, and I'm wear- married. I don't wear any necklaces. What would you do, necklace or a ring? Probably a ring because I wouldn't wear it very often. I don't really wear necklaces at all. Yeah, neither do I. Uh, so um, the Milwaukee Bucks last night again. I mean, they just throttled. actually wear neither. <laughs> I don't. Like, I barely wear my wedding ring. Um, Bucks just get it done last night. It was nice to see. I expect the regular season to go very swimmingly for the Deer. I know they lost Drew Holiday. Well, when's the last time that a regular season didn't go well for the Giannis-led Milwaukee Bucks? Yeah, um, I mean, outside of his rookie year, two thousand and seventeen slash eighteen. Where they lost on purpose to get the Celtics. Yeah. They still would have been, what? I think if they weren't losing on purpose, they would have been like the sixth seed. Yeah. They ended up with like the seventh seed. And then they got their asses painted to Yeah. Them. I would say Giannis' rookie year in that situation right there, where Giannis' rookie year, they won 15 games. They're going to be fine. Uh, Drew Holiday, take your time, cover them back. I think dude. that was winter of 17 into 18. Because I believe Toronto was eighteen to nineteen. Ever since Toronto, they've pretty much that Toronto season. They pretty much rolled. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I don't know anything else in the game yesterday that really stood out for you besides the Bucks just stopping them. That pretty much every player that entered the game looked good. 
Yeah. And maybe Brooklyn should call Kyrie Irving and apologize and say, come play for us. Yeah, they need they need Kyrie Irving bad, dude. They need him bad. Because, I mean, Kevin Durant played really well. James Harden, meh. He's a, such a stinker, isn't he? But outside of that, I mean, Patty Mills didn't miss a shot. No. It Nora looked good, that second-round pick. Pat, Patty Mills didn't miss a shot, I swear to God, in the first half. But, but I mean, outside of that, what do you really think you're going to win a championship with Kevin Durant playing well, James Harden being meh, and Patty Mills being your third <laughs> big-time player? Not going to happen. Yeah. Um, it was – let's see. I'm just looking at the box score right now, just some of the guys off the bench. Yeah, Pat Connaughton, 30 minutes off the bench. He looked all right. You know, well, I, it was points. like everyone that came in played up to their ability or played well for the box. Mm-hmm. Like totally, there wasn't anyone where you're like, man, that was a terrible game from them. Now it, it no. does help that you won by 23 points and you went out there and, and scored 127. But how about their defense? You only gave up 104 points to a high scoring Brooklyn yeah. Nets team in the NBA. Totally. Totally. I think if you're looking at specific players, like obviously you're going to say, Oh, Giannis played really well. Oh, you know, some of those key guys like holiday was playing really well until he got hurt. Yeah. I think that uh, Wara played really well. Obviously, Pat Connaughton. Wara looks like he's going to be a guy that can score off of uh, totally. the bench. He but, I nice. mean, you're looking at some of the guys that got in, and you're like, these guys are never really going to consistently play in the regular season. No. Do you see how many guys the Bucks had out? Bucks had a ton of players out, and yeah, they still Bobby, rolled Brooklyn. Who was all out? Bobby Portis was out. Um, Dante DiVincenzo was out. Uh, that uh, I don't even know how to say the dude's name. Semi Ojalea. Ojale. Ojale. Well, you had Rodney Hood. Yep. You had you had a ton of players out that were legit names that have had seasons in the NBA or have had success. Yeah, Drew Holiday. He left early in the game. Mm-hmm. Bobby Portis, Dante Divincenzo, Rodney Hood, and Ojale. Yeah, Bucks. that's a lot of injuries. And the Bucks rolled. And. It was just a nice victory. They let's see here. Um, they out rebounded Brooklyn fifty four to forty four and took twenty one more shots than the Nets. Kevin Durant had said that they were climbing uphill all game. That was just stifling. Yeah, I mean the they Bucks. they completely dominated rebounding the basketball. And another thing is they didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, I know late into that game before they started having some of the shot clock violations because I mean the game was over and they weren't really trying. They had six turnovers. <laughs> yeah. Bucks. I think they, they finished with seven, but they had six for the majority of the game when they were still, quote, unquote, playing the game. That's in, extremely impressive in the NBA. Dude, the Bucks were being the Bucks were so good, and a true advisor just mentioned it on Twitch.tv. Search my name, Ebo, says hit the follow button. He says even Thanasis was in the rotation last night. Yeah, Thanasis getting 12 minutes, scoring six points. Rowdy, Thanasis, uh, the Dekumbo. <laughs> oh, they did have a little. Uh, did you see they had a little uh, co- couple comments on him about about the Greek freak? About uh, uh, wait, he's older than Giannis. The the older no, brother yeah. of the Greek freak. <laughs> they, is, is he they older than Giannis? Like, I Thanasis is a guy that brings great energy to a team. He's a guy that you love to have on your team. Now, not a guy that's going to go in and change many games, but a guy that's going to bring energy. <laughs> yeah, he is. He, he is older. What is he? Twenty nine to Giannis is twenty six. Hey, Thanasis in the playoffs. Uh, I remember he was in the game for like maybe 15 seconds, and he sparked the deer with a giant foul and a block one time. No, I mean, you just look at the roster that they have, and when you're talking about Thanasis being one of the guys that's coming in later into the game that's not going to log a ton of minutes here. (laughs) I mean, the only guys that he he logged more minutes was were... uh, Let's see, I pull it up here. He had uh for Yeah, good luck saying the names of some of these guys. Mamo Kelishvili. Mamo Kelishvili, there you go. He had seven minutes. Now the one that's really gonna trip me up is the kid from Greece. Oh, we figured this out the um Kalitskis. <sighs> we'll have to do <clears throat> And then Robinson. Those and those guys are f- two rookies that are firmly at the end of the bench and a guard that uh, probably yeah. won't be on the regular roster once they get hundred percent healthy. Can we just call him Giorgio's? Giorgio's Kalalitsikis. He looks really young, by the way. I know he does. Um, I have, let's see here. Kalazakis. One, one more time. 
Kalazakis. Uh, Kalazakis? I don't even know if that's right. I don't know, Rowdy. Kalazakis. Kalazakis. Yeah. yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I had to watch like Greek. You, I had to watch YouTube videos when he was playing in Greece and like listen intently to the announcers to see how they said his name. We'll just call him the uh, the Greek Freak Junior because he is from Greece. <laughs> he does look young. What is he? Twenty two years old. Uh, so yeah, Bucks get it done. And it's nice when you even can talk about Thanasis the Dakumbo in the rotation. We'll talk more about well, it coming up. When you talk about some of those guys that were out, like the holidays, the Bobby Portises, your Rodney Hoods, all those guys are going to come in and play before Thanasis as well. You start looking at at where Thanasis is on the pecking order of the Bucks. He's probably only in front of the guys that he played in front of tonight. All those guys that come back when healthy, they're in front of him. And- and he still came out and, like you said, played well. And what's great about this is it's against the Brooklyn Nets, who set up a team to be a championship-caliber squad, and the Bucks were dominating so much that you had Thanasis and then the Kumbo in the rotation, and it was game one of the NBA well, it's season. Like the, the Brooklyn Nets are almost kind of like those the Lakers wannabe, right? Yeah, totally. Like you have, you have your stars, you have your Durant, you have your James Harden, you have your Kyrie Irving, who's not playing. And then they all of a sudden just started collecting like all this old talent, like old talent that is uh, kind of past their expiration date, like the Blake Griffins of the world that are totally. so one dimensional. Blake Griffin is such a not even close, not even close to the Blake Griffin he used to be. Or Paul, you mean Millsap. when he dumped over a Kia car in the slam dunk contest? Paul yeah, Millsap. Paul Millsap. Like these are just some old guys that are old hanging heads. on trying to find a ring, and then a, another collection of extremely low paid players that are nobodies because they didn't have much money after their uh, yeah. three stars and the big name has beens. And now, uh, despite what what despite what Adam Silver says of the NBA, the NBA's commissioner, despite what Adam Silver says uh, that Kyrie is not an NBA yeah. issue. If the Brooklyn Nets thought that, you know, they look around and, and look at their performance after getting beat up by the Bucks and they didn't they don't think they need Kyrie Irving. <laughs> LOL. All right, welcome back. You're here at the doors. Backdoor man. That means we got associate head coach of men's hockey, Wisconsin men's hockey, Mark Strobel in the house. Strobies, what's up, dude? Good morning. Great to be here. And then we have uh, I've dubbed him the Prince of Wisconsin hockey. <laughs> I love the Prince. Barry Richter in the house. What's going on? How you doing, Evil? I'm doing good, man. Uh, we're doing a lot of good today. It's the American Family Children's Hospital kicking things off. I know Barry, you're going to be back with our other radio group here, yeah. uh, and four o'clock for the Hausman Group. And then we love raising money. I know we love charity work. You guys, Strobes, you as well. Uh, definitely in on it. And Strobes, we've done things in the past where you guys have connected with us for all kinds of great stuff. I think that's how I met you. For uh, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Yeah, I believe it was out there. actually. All right, before we a golf outing, I think maybe. Right? Yeah, Did and that's there? where you met Dave from Manoa. That's right. Yeah, was, big Dave. Yeah, he's a big boy, all right. All right, so before before we get into uh, Wisconsin hockey, uh, we need to clear the air. Strobes, you support the you support the troops, correct? I absolutely one hundred percent do. Okay, yeah. just not when you play them in uh, in hockey. No, we want to beat them in hockey. I guess that's they're cadets. Sure. They're cadets there. <laughs> yep. All right, real quick, Barry, you were. At an NHL hockey game last night. Yeah, yeah, I went to saw the Blackhawks against the Islanders uh, down the United Center, and it was uh, just a great atmosphere. It was the opener for the Blackhawks. And, oh, they uh, lost. Yeah, it was um, <laughs> four to one. Yeah, it was four to one. It was not a good opener for the Blackhawks, but uh, just to watch NHL hockey again, get everyone in the stands, it was sold was out vibe. about nineteen thousand. It was awesome. It was just great, and you're watching the best of the best play, and and uh, there's a lot of fast players, a lot of you know some Badgers, uh, Jake McCabe. Number six on the Blackhawks. Just move over to the Blackhawks from Buffalo Sabres. By the way, a big shout-out to Donnie Granado for the Buffalo Sabres, who were in the cellar last year. I believe he's 3-0. He is 3-0, yep. Wow, look at that. Hell yeah. yeah, they had another 5-2 win last night. So we got Barry absconding away to Chicago to watch some NHL hockey and strobes. Thankfully can, for can us. We, can we do another shout-out to uh, yeah. Jamie Spencer, who's a former teammate of both of yep. ours, who now works for the Blackhawks, and he is the uh, – well, I believe he is kind of titled as a chief revenue officer with the Blackhawks and just uh, started about 10 days ago. 
That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, gave as many shout-outs as he won. I mean, this, <laughs> yep. this is your NHL executive. Time. NHL executive. So he did uh, use that history degree to his advantage in Wisconsin. <laughs> I love how Barry's out, you know, in Chicago celebrating some NHL hockey and strobes. Thankfully, you're not in a small engine plane over the the, the woods of Canada recruiting. <laughs> we got you here. Uh, so, boys, Army, a nice four to one victory on what was that Thursday? Um, little dicey at first. I was like paying attention, obviously, and keeping tabs. One to one entering the third. What happened in that fourth period, Strobes, uh, to get that first win over Army? Well, again, Army uh, played us tough in the fact that, uh, you know, they, they kind of trapped us in certain areas of the rink and were blocking shots. And, you know, frankly, it was just hard for us to score goals. We were, we were getting a lot of pressure on them. We had opportunities, and uh, we were putting pucks, uh, you know, kind of into the goaltender's belly and couldn't, uh, you know, follow up with rebounds where they needed to go. So, Took a little extra time, and uh, finally we we got one there uh, late, and then I uh, had two empty netters, and then uh, carried over into Saturday again, where you know again we have to find the answer to who's going to score goals for us this year, and uh, certainly the hope was that a lot of your veterans come back with, you know, seven or eight from last year can build up to twelve or thirteen or fourteen this year, and um, right yeah. now you know it it that's a work in progress that's for sure. Uh, Barry, on your playing days and uh, just, you know, watching and whatnot, when you're tied with a tight team, you know, 1-1, one, one, and all of a sudden the flurry happens of goals, is that a thing you can, as Strobe said, move it forward, momentum into the next game then? Yeah, I mean, and and, and they're going to make adjustments and they're going to make uh, changes and everything. So it was, uh, I mean, the games were very, very similar. I think it was probably a frustrating game for uh, the Badgers to play in the sense that they weren't finding the net. They had a lot of shots, but... Um, I think the the quality shots maybe weren't as there as much as they would like to have, and and uh, you know the power plays a work in progress when you have five new guys going out there and playing, and and it's really uh, as I look at it, uh, they got to find their identity. I think, and I and I know that's uh, that's true for any team that's starting together and totally different uh, roster, um, and they have to have that leadership. And so it's uh, I know they have a heck of a schedule coming up yeah. here. So uh, the the so, I guess the boys will have to be ready for that one. What do you guys have? Six straight games against top four teams, and then I think it's eight straight games against ranked opponents. Strobes, I think the identity might be found coming up here. <laughs> well, that's that, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's called opportunity, and um, you guys strive on that. You, you feed. Well, on I, that. I think uh, the spot we're in right now uh, has to be one of you know you go on the road to St. Cloud uh, tomorrow, and um, you know it's an opportunity for us to play well and. To make sure that we can get some points out of there, and then uh, you know build confidence off of that. But Barry's right on the button. Our special teams have to get better. Our goaltending has to uh, you know be a little bit stronger in the fact that we can't let any soft goals in with a team that again is looking for their identity early. And then once you find it, then you have to stick to it. So, and I think we're going to be a grinding, hardworking, physical uh, second, third effort type team this year, and we have to be very stout on defense. Uh, especially coming back through the neutral zone, not giving up odd man rushes, blocking a lot of shots, and then making sure we're opportunistic. So our power play has to get better. Our uh, penalty kill has to get better. And, and, again, everyone has to take a step up, especially our veterans. So, so many people want to ask you questions here. We're trying to figure it all out. Uh, Nelly, do you want to yeah, go first? Yeah, I just had a question real quick. So watching the football and hockey teams both having games against Army last weekend, so the football team, they run the triple option because they don't necessarily get the best players. Does the Army hockey team kind of run a different type system because Very they nice. don't have Look at Rowdy. That is, that is That's a great crazy. question. It's yeah. a great question. So, again, a lot of pucks behind the D. They're physical. Uh, they do wall up in their own end. So, basically, their identity is trying to block a lot of shots, making sure they're packing the house and not giving up those quality scoring area chances, which – they did effectively against us, and then you just have to stay with it. It's a, a stick-with-it mentality, and, and you break them down, break them down, and hopefully they trip your tackle you and you can score one on the power play, which we ended up doing on, on uh, Thursday night. And then it was I think it took 57 minutes or, or something like that on the next night to get a shorthanded goal. So you really got to stay disciplined. you get, you got to stick to your game, and you got to outchance them with second and third efforts. And, you know, we we had some extended shifts, what we call extended shifts in the ozone, where we're we're in motion, we're kicking it low to high, we're getting pucks to the net, we're retrieving it, we're kicking it low to high. But to me, it's those quality chances where it has to hit the net, it has to 
um, being a second spot upstairs uh, when the goalie's down and, and give their goalie credit. He played pretty well, a Hayward kid um, that I thought made some really big saves uh, a few times a key minute. But you're exactly right. Uh, they have to play more of a um, trap style, a style where they try to push everything to the outside and not let you get to the house. Uh, Baron, you're up next, I think. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> RJ, get ready for your question. The Prince. <laughs> the Prince the, of Wisconsin yeah. Hockey. So, Strobes. What's that make you, Strobes? You know, I've been, I was. <laughs> the, the, the Toad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to kiss him. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And he turns into a prince. Now he? So, Strobes, uh, you know, I, I, I went Thursday and I, I've seen a couple games here. And um, I'd have to say, like, Jack Gorniak, if there. I don't know, and I, maybe I just don't see enough, but the, the energy that he brings out there, and I look at players as being effective. I think he's an effective player. I mean, he may not have the accolades and the first-round pick and anything, but anytime he's on the ice, something happens, and with his speed and everything. But can you talk a little bit about him? Because no one knows really about Jack Gorniak, you know what I mean? Well, if but anyone I, would, it'd be this guy right here, Strobes, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I think you're seeing exactly what uh, you know. Nice we Barry. see every day, which is hard work, uh, honest effort, speed, uh, does everything very well. And for me, the best thing Jack can do this year is bring guys with him. And, and we talk about that as leadership is, you know, get on get on Jack's wagon there and, and uh, bring guys with you because he does play hockey the right way. Uh, he's a solid two-way player. And um, for him, he can draw a lot of penalties. He can be physical. Um, and, again, he's opportunistic. Um, if he can work a little bit more on that scoring touch around mm-hmm. the net – uh, that'll be the biggest thing for him to help us, you know, win a lot of hockey games. And but yeah, he'll get power play time now. He kills penalties. Um, you know, he'll play a lot up front. But that that's where again, where you get a grad transfer in and uh, Max Johnson, Tarek Baker, Roman Ashan, Brock Caulfield, Matty D. Saint Fal. These guys, Sam Stang, the guys that play our top six, seven minutes, uh, or six, uh, you know, seven players that that play our top minutes. You know they have to step up. They have to. They have to make plays offensively, and then again, not give much up defensively for us to have success this year. Uh, Mark Strobel joining us right now, Wisconsin men's hockey head coach Barry Richter, as well the prince of Wisconsin hockey. Strobel, so like you know, equate this to the Badger football team. Uh, Jonathan Taylor came in as an unknown, a freshman out of nowhere, and the dude all of a sudden was just turning heads. Uh, Braylon Allen now, 17 years old, yeah. uh, he is turning heads as well. Wisconsin hockey right now obviously replacing a lot of young team. It, do you see guys, young cats coming in with you know learning the culture and just rising up to the occasion and start turning heads? I do, I do. And, and again, very hard to come in as a freshman uh, and be impactful in college hockey, uh, well, college sports for that matter. It yeah. takes a little bit of time or the adjustment of the speed, the physicality, just the, the brain to move faster. Um, you know, Corson Kulamans is a talent, but he has to do things quicker. He 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 can't be uh, you know lazy at times and nonchalant like it's junior hockey anymore. He he has to pick up the intensity, speed, and do things quicker. And uh, we're trying to mimic that through practice and doing some things that uh, put pressure on him, so the game then becomes a little bit smoother and easier for him. Uh, Liam Malmquist is going to be a kid I think that's a a very skilled talent. Going to take time. Caden Brown. I think we'll be there in the long run, really good, hard two-way player. Um, but, again, our expectations for those guys, if, if you can get a gift and, and get a guy that may get you, you know, seven to ten goals a freshman, it's, it's uh, you know, a thumbs up. But uh, going back to relying on your veterans, I yeah. mean, you know, we got a few guys too, and even though we're young in certain areas, we're, we're veteran in some areas. Within a moto now out, Vorlicky's going to be out. Our decor took a little bit of hit. Um, you know, Peltonen, Kerr. Um, S, they got to step up and, and be very uh, stalwart for us. So the piece of the puzzle there, it's just being able to now, uh, we truly have to play as a team. We, we cannot have one guy, uh, you know, get two or three goals and be the player of the weekend. It's going to have to be spread out through the uh, core, which, which is the essential, uh, you know, being of a team this year. But it, it you can feel the fact that it's we're going to have to grow into it. It's it's not a team like last year where you can put up six or seven because you have Weiss and Hall or Weissbach, Holloway, um, uh, you know, and certain guys uh, like Cole Caulfield that can just go out there in twenty seconds and light up uh, two goals quickly. Barry? Yeah, so you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to play smarter, right? Strokes, Much I mean, smarter. You got to play a lot smarter, and that's the thing uh, you know people listening out there. It's 
it's uh you you got to think the game, which is it's quick, it's a quick game, but you got to have layers to your defense. And you know, you have five people out there and they have to go through several different layers to get a good shot off, but if there's only one layer and there should have been three layers, <laughs> then it then then, then there's, a, there's a lot more quality shots and so that's where you got to think a little bit in terms of uh you know, uh making sure the structure is in place that the coaches put in there. In order to be successful, in Strobes, games. I'm in Wisconsin hockey Twitter account, and I'm pretty sure you're featured in this video here. I'm watching it's uh, work hard equals fun, work hard equals wins, and I it's they, they don't never show the the front of your face, but the salad is un is very recognizable. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're featured in this video here. The, well, the hence the toad. You. you know, in order to get the face <laughs> turn, I I, I I I need the magic kiss, I guess, but. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, will you get it? So you're from St. Paul, correct? That is correct. But you're going to St. Cloud. Yep, which is about an hour and a half west. You got any family coming, or what? Like, what's what's? I do. I do. I have a sister coming with some friends, and um, you know, it'll be a five and a half hour bus ride. But uh, again, uh, an opportunity for us um, to to see where we're at to 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 literally play against a team that was in the national championship game last year and. You know, hopefully our guys have the same mentality as the coaching staff. We're going to win two games, and you have Hell to yeah. win the first shift on fr uh, Friday night and let them know that we're going to be there all weekend to skate hard. And like Love Barry it. said, create layers. Uh, I know they just played Minnesota in a split series, and the first game at Minnesota on a 200 by 100 Olympic rink was two to one. So again, that tells you you have to defend hard. You got to be in areas where you're not giving up bad man rushes. You're finishing your checks. And then when you get to turnovers, you have to bury your chances. And we have to be really good on special teams. And Barry makes another good point. We have to be disciplined. You can't go up there and take penalties against the power play that's probably 30 or 40% right now. And they have a lot of skill. They had all of their COVID seniors come back. Oh, and, wow. And so they're a really veteran team. Not one guy, I don't believe, left. Mm. And that's a, that's a national yeah, runner-up team going to the Frozen Four in the championship game last year. So... I relish the opportunity. You love these games as you a player. Off of it. Little relish, yep. and you got to motivate like the relish. players to to say, "Hey, if we're the Wisconsin Badgers and we're going on the road and we want to be a contender this year, you, you got to give yourself a chance and win win a few hockey games here in the next uh, few weeks." I right, bear. You're always just to the nines when it comes to like the business attire, like handsome cat. <laughs> Strobes is always rocking these cool Wisconsin hoodies and I Wisconsin know. gear. He's looking good. Looking super fly. So Bear messaged me last night, Red Hot Chili Peppers, said said that they are coming to Soldier Field. <laughs> uh, August 19th, Strobes. So I don't, clear your calendar for August 19th, okay, 2022. Okay, that's still a ways away, right? Soldier Field. Got uh, it. That's the year away, yeah. I'll <laughs> get us tickets. If, peppers? If you can get me some of that Wisconsin swag. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you guys ready? You want to go? You yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I want to sure. go. Strokes? Let's plan on it. Can we do the can we do I the, don't want you in Canada. Can we do the show in the parking lot? Just a little pregame? Oh, we could do the show. We could <laughs> do the show we anywhere. Go into the totally. We can do the show anywhere, dude. Yeah. I got a little box. We can do it from anywhere there as long go. as the uh, cell reception's okay. Um who's our sponsor? Miller Light then or who who can we grab? Red uh, Bull? I'm trying to remember what was the Tito's. What, was, what was the alcohol of your choice? The was it a brown liquor? No New. wine. Oh yeah, wine. oh yeah, vino. vino, vino, the wine yeah. guy. It was yep. the red, the red and the white. Camus, if you will. Camus. All right, so I'll <laughs> have Mr. Wagner from Camus come down, and we'll get him a little uh, microphone as well. He you can got talk it. about his new. Uh, 2020 uh, vintage, <laughs> and we'll talk about rock and roll. Rock and roll, baby. So before I let you guys go, uh, Bear, just real quick so far, I mean, not on Wisconsin hockey, but just in general, how was the NHL scene last night then, man? How was it to be back in the sea oh, of humanity? Great, great scene, great scene, man. It, uh, it's it's fun to be there live in person, It's uh, it, and the product is outstanding. And, the, and I know the Blackhawks are probably in the lower half of the NHL, but – to watch uh, the speed and the skill of the uh, – and I had really good seats. Do you of, have, uh, like, an NHL team like you, you root for? Or is you just, like, nah, good I just like competition? I like really good games. So I just root for really good games. Playoffs, good games. I just want good what about good matchups. What about you, Strobes? You know, I don't have, I've, I've never really – I had to watch the North Stars growing up, which at times was painful. <laughs> and uh, I did like the Blackhawks because they used to beat the hell out of the North Stars. And uh, Dino Cicerelli was a – a favorite of mine because he was always like uh, you know rooted against, but uh, he always had to take on the whole Blackhawks team half the time. But back then you could, you know, punch guys in the head on the bench and <laughs> slew foot people and elbow the referee in the face. And but uh, I actually I was flicking back and forth from that Blackhawks game to the uh, the Wild played um, Winnipeg 
in an overtime uh, thriller. I think it was six to five, and it was unbelievable hockey. It was back and forth, and just uh, plays being made every uh, every shift. And you know, Barry's right. The uh, the NHL game is just very healthy right now with skilled, fast, smart um, athletes that again are are in shape and just train so hard. And yeah. to have an eighty two game schedule of it's of, of gladiator mentality, it's it's fun to watch. Absolutely wild, boys. I always appreciate your time. It's been an absolute blast. Um, Bear, we gonna get like an afternoon nap today or something? Yeah, like, no, man. We're gonna we're powering through, buddy. We don't need no sleep, right? We're no we're sleep. Good. I'll no be sleep. back here at four o'clock uh, with yeah, your team the, and everything uh, for the radiothon. So. Do you want to give anyone a little a little taste of what's to come? I mean, Hausman Group is sponsoring the four o'clock hour for the American Family Children's Hospital Radiothon. Um, we're it's open right now. It starts today, ends Friday. We're hoping to have record. Uh, Donations. Obviously. Yeah, well, I just want to say to everyone listening, it's a great facility here that we have here in Madison, Wisconsin. And it's uh, world class, world class doctors that, that and, and nurses and yeah, and uh, and folks in the hospital uh, with the phys- facility in itself. So yeah, it's anyone nice that has get- had a kid that has gone through there, and we've had uh, one uh, one incident with our kid, and then we've uh, also with my uh, brother in law and sister in law had some heart issues with their their little baby. And, uh, and the doctors are phenomenal. So I yeah. can't say enough about American Family Children's Hospital. So make sure you get, everyone listens to Midwest Family yeah, Broadcasting yeah. Radio Stations and uh, and donate. Uh, Strobes, are working those Chili Peppers tickets for us, all right? Uh, if, is Nagy still around with you guys? Nagy's still around, Bill T- Nagy, yeah. Tell, tell Billy we should get him on sometime and talk a little Wisconsin football. Maybe we'll we need a, like, a motivation speak from Nagy. Cause... We'll have to maybe do a morphing hockey football segment. But I got to think of a name for him then. If you're the prince and he's the toad, then I got to figure out what Bill is. We'll, we'll figure it out. All right, It'll toad, come thanks for coming in. Good <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> Life is back on sports betters, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS.com. We were talking about Milwaukee Brewers and the awards handed down by the Baseball Writers of America uh, Rowdy, you said you wanted to dive into this, so let's go, baby. Uh, what do you want to do? MVP, most valuable player first? Sure. Willie Adamas. I think that's a no-brainer right Yeah, there. I think we can all agree on that, right? I mean, the Milwaukee Brewers were roughly around 500 when they traded for Willie Adamas, and then once Willie Adamas uh, started playing shortstop every day for the Milwaukee Brewers, not only did he almost show up every single day until they decided to hold him out or tell him he needed days off, yeah, then you got a Yeah, they also had an incredible record with them. I mean, look at look at how the splits between Willie Adamas not being there and Willie Adamas being the shortstop. They even said it themselves. Willie Adamas was kind of the heart and soul. He was kind of the the excitement of the team. Yeah. I think that is a well deserved team MVP. Uh, Willie Adamas, yeah, when he, they acquired him, the Brewers all of a sudden just poof, shot like a rocket ship up to I believe the edge of space. I believe they were twenty-two and twenty-four when they acquired. Willie yeah, they were Adamas. below five hundred, and then poof, they just started the ascension. And then when it comes for the uh, most valuable pitcher, Corbin Burns. I think that kind of goes without saying, right? Yeah, I mean Corbin Burns. I think this is clearly well deserved. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was your best guy the entire year. He was a guy that. Through 28 games, went 11 and 5, ERA of 243. Could have had some no nos, but was pulled too. I mean, 234 strikeouts in 167 innings. He was the guy that they designated to be their ace for the postseason. He was their number two coming in. But I think when you look at it, was all said and done. He was their best regular season pitcher. That's why he got uh, the number one in the postseason. And he's probably going to win the Cy Young Award, or at least should be. If he doesn't, two. we riot. And I mean, even look at how well he Riot pitched RJ. in the postseason uh, compared to everyone else. Yeah. I mean, Burns was your best pitcher in the postseason, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the one that only got uh, I think the win. Team MVP and most valuable pitcher are correct so far. The Milwaukee Brewers' top <laughs> newcomer goes to Willie Adamas. And we talked about it. The, the, they acquired him, and all of a sudden the Brewers start skyrocketing. I don't think, think I can say anyone else is a better newcomer than Willie Adamas. Claws up, right, Rowdy? Yeah, I'd agree with that. RJ? Yeah. Okay. 
Unsung Hero. Now, Tuesdays around this time, we have Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show on. Hmm. Tough one for him. Grant, cover your ears and grip your Orlando Arcia teddy bear tight because the Unsung Hero Award for the Milwaukee Brewers goes to... Orlando Arcia. No, newcomer. Oh. Not, not, not shunned person. <laughs> Luis? Luis Urias. Top newcomer, Luis Urias. Or, I'm sorry, Unsung Hero, Luis Urias. Rowdy? I, I think it's you the have to agree. I mean, look at what he did this year. Look at what Luis Arias did this year. Luis Arias led the team in runs. I mean, he led the team in on-base percentage. Luis Arias did exactly what they hoped Orlando Arcia would turn into. They hoped that he would hit, you know, 15 to 20 home runs, hit 250. They hoped that he would play good defense. Now, he didn't necessarily play very good defense. I'll describe <laughs> his defense as... At shortstop. shortstop. He struggled at shortstop, and the majority of his plays were on the throw. Mm -hmm. But I will say this with Luis Arias. When he has an amazing glove hand, he is really, really, really good with the glove. It's just making that throw from shortstop. When they put him at third base or second base, it's like he has less reaction time, where it's like he's not thinking about it, and he makes the play bang, bang a lot better. But, I mean, look at what he did. He hit two forty nine. He contributed 23 home runs, 75 RBIs, and added five steals. OPS at 790. Ooh. I mean, that is Ooh. everything you could ask for for a guy that you thought was going to be your your shortstop of the future once you traded away Orlando Arcia and went to that decision. You look at those numbers. If you told me next season that Luis Arias was going to hit 250 with 23 home runs and 75 RBIs, five steals, the exact same season that he had this year, that those numbers play at third base. Because yeah. normally you like power bats at first and third base, and you would think looking at Luis Arias not being the biggest guy, only about five nine, five ten, 190 pounds. Mm -hmm. Those numbers play pretty big at third base. Oh, they play big. And they with play Willie big. Adamas being a guy that's going to be there for the foreseeable future at shortstop, Colton Wong going to be there for probably the next couple seasons at second base. Yep. I think you just found your everyday third baseman. I think we got her. Absolutely. And then finally, the Good Guy Award. Now, I think Brandon Woodruff got the Good Guy Award because every time he pitched, there would be literally no <laughs> offense. So I think he got the Good Guy Award because he didn't absolutely freak out and lose his mind on everyone uh, that had a stick in their hands by screaming in their face, wondering why they couldn't help his win-loss record and get some runs across the plate. Bingo. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Did I steal that from you, Rowdy? The fact that he wins good guy, yeah, he seems like a, a nice guy when he talks. Like he, he doesn't get too high or low, except for when he's coming off the mound being pulled or when you see him in the dugout after a reliever gave up like a run and, and blew his, I guess you would say, um, Pitcher of, win? Yeah, pitcher of record. <laughs> Outside of those couple shots of Woodruff being well, at least, upset. At least there's a couple times where he could be happy about not being the pitcher uh, of record. The, oh, good, the good guy we're not beating ass. I, I for, I'm losing one to nothing. Just, just somebody screwed ah, I think ah. he specifically won good guy award, like you said, for lack of offense and lack of not throttling any of his teammates or manager. <laughs> hey, Woody, sorry we disappointed you every time you're on the mound. Uh, here's the good guy award for not freaking out on us. Yeah, here's the good guy award for not choking half the roster. <laughs> uh, and speaking of choking, they don't do this, but let's do it. Uh, most disappointing player of the year award. Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich. Yep. That's that's the zone's most disappointed player yeah. of the year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we could also mention that they they did name their minor league pitcher and batter of the year. Oh yeah. Joey oh, yeah. Weimer wins uh, batter minor league player of the year for the batters. He we actually had him on fourth round pick yes, last over year. Over the line right? magic. Yeah. Remember that over yeah. over the line. We magic. had him on last summer, and he was talking about how he was just going to hit every day, and basically just sitting on his parents' porch waiting to figure out what was going on. Well, Joey Weimer finally got his opportunity to hit this year. Ended up hitting two ninety five with. Oh, I mean that's okay. Twenty seven home runs, seventy seven RBIs, and thirty stolen bases. Wow. He came up just short of a thirty thirty season. In high A baseball. 2030 ain't bad. No. And then pitcher <laughs> of the year was Ethan Small. He was a guy that was uh, drafted, Smalls? I believe His it play was small. a couple years ago. And he ended up uh, pitching extremely well in double and triple A. His final numbers were 
a 198 ERA, mm. and he struck out 92 batters in 77 innings. And this is a guy that's probably going to compete for a job with the Milwaukee Brewers next season. He would have been a guy if the Brewers would have stunk. He would have been up for the September call-ups. Yeah. But yeah, the, these are two guys that Joey Weimer probably a few years away from the big leagues and Ethan Small probably going to compete for a job and could potentially help out that bullpen quite a bit being a, a guy that is a left-hander out of the bullpen maybe next yeah, year. Kind of need those. Yeah, but overall, like with those those Brewer Awards, I, I, agreed, with, award. I agreed with all of them except for... The good guy award. Because I obviously we can't say who's a good guy and who's not. We're not in the clubhouse. But I think it's hilarious that Brandon Woodruff got it. Yeah. Only for the sole reason he didn't freak out and punch people in the face for not getting any runs when he was on the mound. And when you look at their minor league players of the year, I think they completely nailed it with Joey Weimer and with Ethan Small, too. Yeah, oh, dude, Joey Weimer, you know why he's so good, Rowdy? because we had him on right away. Uh, dude, I'm going to try and follow up with him. I'm going yeah, like, hey, to try us? and follow up with actually both him and Ethan Small and see if we can't get both of them on to talk about their years. Yeah, be like, hey, remember us, dude? We're the reason why you're batting so good. We <laughs> yeah, gave you the over-the-line magic. Remember when you actually called us and you said, well, I'm sitting on my parents' porch talking to you guys mm-hmm. because I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to go hit in about an hour. And if I remember correctly, uh, correctly Rowdy, if you want to use this against him to, you know, shame him to come back on, I mean, don't don't use this as your your first go to, but maybe if it's the last resort. I do believe he dropped an S word uh, during his interview. <laughs> so say, hey, remember that time when we had you? Like, if he's spurning you, say, hey, remember that time when you uh, you said those choice words? Like, the FCC was mad. I at actually us. paid your FCC ticket. Yeah, so he'd be like, oh, sorry, bro. Then like, well, you can <laughs> you can make it up to us by coming back on the show. Andrew Wagner, our Huckleberry, right now. Andrew, what's up, my brother? I'm always gonna be your Huckleberry. Oh, your Huckleberry. Uh, Andrew, um, you were at the Pfizer Forum last night to, no, I would say kickoff, but I'll say tip off the NBA season as the Bucks start their title defense. What was it like to see them raise the banner and get the rings? I don't know. I couldn't see the banner because it was like on the other side of the scoreboard. So I just <laughs> saw pictures. And- Okay, I had so, one of the, the drunken gomers in front of me raise up a napkin just to, to, to give me the idea of it. So, oh, yeah. well, thanks for that drunken gomer. The funny thing, because I, when, I, when they first built the Pfizer form, everyone talking about how palatial and beautiful it is. But then I heard from a lot of the people that cover the team that they kind of screwed the media members from like where they like, put them. Is that true, yay or nay? I am convinced that when they finished, construction of the George Webb Chili Dome that they were walking through uh, with the with the contractors and the, the, the big wigs of the Bucks and doing their punch list. Anyone that's built a house or whatever knows what I'm talking about. There's the punch list at the end before you take occupancy. And I am convinced that the very last thing they did before they signed the paperwork was go, oh crap, we forgot a press box. Our first game is tomorrow. <laughs> And they just tucked it into this back corner. It, it, it's, yeah, it, it, for all the hoo-ha and fanciness of this place, it is the worst working press facilities in all professional sports. And, and Andrew, they don't even give the media food. That's true, but most places don't anymore, which is rather unfortunate. Not like there wasn't even like uh, like some breadcrumbs, like some some like leftover crust thrown out there for you guys to gnaw on. No, good thing that I had a whole satchel full of leftover press box candy that I had forgotten to take out of my backpack after Atlanta, so we were good there. So, Andrew, uh, of what you could see in that little corner tucked away in the press box, uh, watching the game national TV, the man, the Bucks looked pretty damn good. It's like they didn't have that championship hangover. They came out just beating some ass. Yeah, they they definitely came out there to play. You know, it was pretty impressive because they didn't have Drew Holiday on the floor for, for most of the game yesterday. Um, they they look like a team that is not satisfied with just having won a championship, and that's good because, like, in the grand scheme of things, winning the championship is the easy part. Doing it a second time is where the real challenge comes, and that's that's where you kind of you know have to take that next step. Uh, Giannis has talked about; they've all talked about it. It, it. It'll be interesting to see if they can keep this up over the entire season. But we also know that. You can't read anything into to what you see on the court in, in October and November and December. 
because it's a completely different ball game come whenever the playoffs start. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, Giannis, the, has Giannis, now the rumor was he got himself a jumper. Uh, Giannis looked pretty smooth. Uh, has Giannis indeed, from what you saw in that first game, got a little smoother, slicky, uh, silky yeah. jumper. Yeah, I've been working with him all all, all summer on it. Hell yeah! So well, you're like you're like the shorter Larry legend, aren't you? You're like the shorter exactly. Larry Bird. Yeah, I'm the shot doctor. So <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen videos. I, I cannot confirm um, or deny the the existence of said jumper. Uh, I'll be honest. Once the the preseason festivities you know wrapped up, I started writing. Um, so I don't know. I don't know actually if he. Unleashed it during the game. Well, he was hitting uh, some threes. I saw, you know. Yeah, well, he, 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 he hit, hit a three. Sorry, a, sorry, a three, a three. See, see that mid range thing. That would be that would be nice because right now he's kind of a you know all or nothing in the paint player, knocking down the occasional three. So that would be that would be pretty pretty lethal. During the broadcast, and I think this is one of the big things that all Bucks fans and Giannis could get on board with, was him shooting free throws at a higher clip. And they talked about working on that in the offseason, about how the guy he was working with is just like, dude, you just got to shoot it earlier. And now it's like one, maybe two dribbles, and it goes up. And I believe he was seven for nine last Instead night. Instead of getting like 20 seconds? Wow. Yeah, it was nice. I didn't have to shave every time he went to the line. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, I want to get out of here under uh, an eight-hour game. You know, what is worse, Giannis at the free throw line, the last thirty seconds of any NBA game, or the ninth inning of a of a Yankees Astros playoff game? Man, I, I think it's the last thirty seconds, the last minute thirty seconds of a of a basketball game, oh. a close basketball game. There's nothing more excruciating. Then constant whistles and following. Oh my god! Because yeah, I, I like Giannis at the free throw line when he does. It takes to me, I laugh like it's comical because I just look around at the people in the crowd and the opposing players like standing, you know, uh, there at the you know by the charity stripe, just scratching their head and like, what the hell's going on? Domino's will deliver your pizza in less time than it takes Giannis to shoot a free throw, or it's free. Yeah, uh, Andrew. So a uh, little. Um, less about the Bucks and more about the Brewers now as we turn our attention to the upcoming season. But before that, uh, I did see that the Brewers released their team awards. Um, the Baseball Writers Association of America. Did you have any say in any of this vote here? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we all, all of us uh, BBWA members in Milwaukee have a, have a vote in it. It was, you know, aside from player of the year and pitcher of the year, it was kind of tough to, to, to figure out who kind of fits in where. Okay, most but, valuable player went to Willie Adamas. Is that where your vote went? Yeah. Most valuable pitcher, Corbin Burns. Is that where your vote went? Correct. Top newcomer, Willie Adamas. Is that where your vote went? I split I split it there, and I went with Colton Wong, Dude. which I know seems redundant because, like, if you're a newcomer and you're the player of the year, you should get both awards. But, like, I felt like <laughs> Colton Wong should get should get recognized for his contributions. Like he was, he was ridiculously good um, up until the playoffs, kind of like everybody. But that was my. I had him first, and Adonis second, and then you cover. Uh, unsung hero went to Luis Urias. Is that where your vote went? Uh, I can't remember. I know Urias was one of my three. I think I also had Tyrone Taylor on there. Yeah, and then I had. Either Hunter Strickland or Brad Boxberger. Oh yeah, those those are both nice ones. Uh, when it comes to Luis Urias, do the Brewers have an answer at third base then moving forward? You know, it looks like it. The cool thing is, and, and I think we all kind of forget this, he's twenty five years old or something crazy? like that, even younger. So you know, he, he kind of had. He's got a lot of time in the big leagues, but not a lot to show for it. And what he had to go through this year, you know, starting shortstop, then he lose your starting job become a roaming guy, um, end up taking over at third base. Like, he really, really embraced it all and performed well despite it. It's going to be interesting to see this kid grow, like, into what he can be. You yeah, know, that's those, errors, those errors get cut down. Research department, the research department here, Andrew, just tapped Rowdy on the shoulder. He is what, Rowdy? What the yeah, 24. He'll turn 24. 25 next June. Young, young, that's young, ridiculous. Young yeah, so, yeah, the errors, I think, errors are going to come with it. I mean... He's played third base before. He never played it regularly. Um, I, I think he'll be. I think he'll be pretty good over there. He just needs some work. And we, we've seen the Brewers have a coaching staff that can 
can develop guys into good defensive players. I mean, they put such an emphasis now on run prevention that I think the errors will 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 disappear with time. And again, he's young, so yeah. And when I was twenty four, I was trying to figure out which you know bar had the best shot specials. Yeah, when I was twenty four, was I was living on State Street, and after about six months and a thousand dollars worth of parking tickets, I said to myself, I need to reevaluate my life. Uh, Andrew Wagner, I have a qu- I have a, a big question: of What constitutes this award? What determines the good guy award? Now, here's my theory before we answer that, because Brandon Woodruff had won the good guy award. Oh, Rowdy, do you want to tell what our theory is, Andrew? I said it earlier. You want to say it? Now? Yeah, basically, we think, and I agree with. Brandon Woodruff winning the good guy award because he didn't choke out any teammates or managers when getting pulled early from games and, um, and the potentially offense. losing being the pitcher of record in multiple games and his offense just being pitiful. Yeah, because every time he's on the mound, they could never hit the ball. I thought the good guy award was for him not beating up or choking out fellow players. Is that true? Yeah, your name? That that goes into it, yeah. But more more importantly than being a good teammate, Rowdy and Ego, because this is the only thing in the world that we know matters. It's about not being a prong to the media. Oh, so <laughs> it's the guy yeah. that kisses your butt the most, kind of. Yeah, it kind of goes a little hand in hand. Like you know, guy is a good teammate. Guy is good in the clubhouse. Guy is good with the media. You know, just he's not a, a jerk good to you. guy. He's not a jerk. To yeah, you. and that was a tough one. Like there's. That's kind of a telling thing about a team that when you have so many candidates, and I'm admiring this guy that just stopped literally in the middle of the road to, I don't know what, but he's, this is hilarious. What's he driving? Anyway, uh, he's driving a Chevy pickup. Oh. Real nice. Nice and rusty? Classy. No. 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 But yeah, um, I voted voted Manny Pena for that one because that dude, like, you can be in the worst mood in the world. And then Manny Pini comes on the Zoom and, like, I mean, he could be talking to us in the middle of a nuclear holocaust. He's like, hey, guys, how's it going? So, yeah, I think I Okay, think so I saw, when, like, when, when the, when the, when the nukes get launched, call Manny Pena. Exactly. Nice. Uh, and that's the downside about us, uh, about us not getting to cover a Brewers World Series is Manny promised us that he was going to come on and do his rendition of Hotel California. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. The World Series. If you haven't seen this video, you need to look it up. I think McCalvey tweeted out originally from spring training a couple of years ago, but it's Manny in the clubhouse of spring training belting out Hotel California. Incredible. It's, oh, it's outstanding. Okay, I need to see this. Manny Pena. Ma- Manny Pena with Hotel. Are you an Eagles fan? Or are you like no, the, the dude for Big Lebowski? I, I hate the effing horrible Eagles, day man. And I hate the freaking Eagles. I hate the freaking Eagles, man. All right, get out of my cab then. All right, Andrew, when it comes to the Milwaukee Brewers um, moving forward, what's the biggest question? Is it uh, – we've been opining a bit, uh, obviously Christian Yelich, but uh, when it comes to position, is it first base moving forward? I think so. Um, you know, that was that was one of the questions we asked David Stearns last week. You know, what what's going to happen with Keston Hira? And she said that the, the plan right now is for Keston to come to camp as a multi-positional guy. Uh, they're going to keep trying him at first base. They're going to try him at second base. They're going to try him at the outfield. Um, I, I think the saving grace with Keston here is if if the CBA gets done, and this is the biggest question that hovers over any of the on-field stuff for the Brewers, you know, if the CBA gets done and there's a designated hitter in there, I think that's where you see Keston Hira. Um, I, I just don't see him being that multi-positional guy like we saw Luis Urias this year. Um, I don't know. He's 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 the big question mark. He is him and first base together. They're they're one A and one B as to what happens this off season. The other big ones are going to be, you know, um, the mutual option on Avi Garcia. He, his contract changed because of his production, so now it's a mutual option. Do you want to pay him twelve five to come back next year when you have Tyrone Taylor? And you're going to be paying low, and you're going to be paying Yelich, you know, and, and you could be paying um, JBJ if he doesn't Oof. opt out of this time. Oh, he's he's definitely not opting out. Yeah, so there's there, there there's going to be some there's going to be some tautness there with the payroll because of the outfield situation. But the good news is, you know, you're not going to have to pay Woody and Burns and, and, and Freddie very much because they're all arbitration guys, and Freddie is signed up 
you know, five years, and he's going to get, I think, $2.5 million next year. It's a steal. It is a steal. Uh, Andrew, here's what I'm going to do for you, buddy. This is Eagles, Desperado. I just uh, been watching. I'm just, I'm just thinking of Seinfeld. of Elaine's boyfriend now staring off in the sky. That's exactly what <laughs> you and I think a lot alike, which is scary. It's exactly why I'm playing it. As Seinfeld is now on Netflix, and I was just dying laughing of Elaine trying to talk to her boyfriend. But every time Desperado comes on, he's got to just space out. And then I was gonna play a witchy woman, but I went Desperado instead. Okay. All right. Fine. This is for you, buddy. Well, maybe Witchy Woman Thank could be you. our song together, okay? Okay. Andrew, yeah. Andrew, uh, what's what else is new with you, brother? What's what's been up to before that you go? Nothing. I, I'm just missing my 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 weekly correspondence with you and Rowdy. Rowdy's been a little. I'm surprised. Rowdy has handled this much better than I expected. I expected fire and brimstone out of Rowdy after last week. You get more of that off air from Rowdy, but on air he kind of holds it in a little bit. And I okay. went through it for two days. Okay. Rowdy was. Yeah. He went through the stages of grief, so you're on acceptance right now? I don't think you'll ever accept it. The, <laughs> the first two days after, like when I knew they should have been playing on Thursday again, it was pretty tough. I'm not, I can't do Desperado. I'm sorry. That's Elaine's boyfriend's yeah. song, dude. We, we need our song. Where is it? Where is Witchy Woman here? Yeah, Rowdy went through it for a while, dude, and now he's. Uh, I don't think he'll ever accept it. I think it. my most extreme comment I said after that game was. If you told me tomorrow I woke up and David Stearns was going to the Mets and Craig Council was fired, I was okay with it. I don't think there's a snowball chance in Cleveland that we'll see David Stearns ever go to the Mets because why would anyone want that job? But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind the the second one. I, I won't be lying. All right, Andrew, there. here's our song. Here's our song, baby. You and I, Andrew, we love you. Go, uh, go get fed because we know the Bucks didn't feed you last night. Go eat some breakfast, buddy. <laughs> See you, buddy. See you, buddy. Andrew Wagner, there he is.